You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang if you like. Like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. What up? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up. And today's podcast is brought to you by myself, because I love you guys, uh, and I don't have a sponsor. <laughs> so um, real quick, short and sweet episode. I just wanted to get this out real quick, man, because I seen this. I'm like, yo, I, I got to speak on this. I got to speak on this, bro. So um, I was in the Twitterverse scrolling as I do on a Friday afternoon, and uh, I came across a tweet. And so um, and I had to lead. I had to read the tweet that was before to see, you know, what he was talking about exactly. So if anybody pays attention to ESPN or if you don't, Let me tell you a little bit about it. ESPN, uh, they just lost a very talented individual as far as like she walked away. She didn't die or anything like that. But uh, Carrie Champion, Carrie Champion used to host First Take with Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Um, She had her own show on SportsCenter. And, you know, she's been working on ESPN for over a decade uh, or at least a decade. So. Carrie sent out a tweet yesterday and her tweet was after consulting with mentors, family and friends, I have come to the decision that it's time to leave ESPN. Over the past seven years, I've grown from hosting First Take to having my own show on SportsCenter and experiencing so much more in between. 
So Carrie Champion walked away from her job at ESPN and she is pursuing other opportunities. Salute to you, Carrie. Bravo. Do what you do. Thrive. Nothing but peace and prosperity that I wish you. And I know you're going to do great wherever you go, whatever you do now. But that wasn't the tweet that got my attention. The tweet was from a fan. His name is Richard Walker or his at name on Twitter is the great Morpheus. And this is what he wrote. This is what got my attention. So he said, what if Kerry Champion, Michael Smith and Jamel Hill reunite under their own platform, under their own rules? No corporate agenda driven bull jive, just 100 percent real sports talk and i'm like yeah that would be dope like all these folks that's leaving espn and i honestly i don't know if michael smith has left espn yet uh i thought he was like the last one there maybe him and sage still but um but i know jamel hill she parted ways with espn i want to say last year or something like that and now she has her own podcast on um spotify exclusive spotify podcast so that was that's amazing for her to be able to do that with them um and she doesn't only talk sports she talks everything on her podcast but i believe she still writes uh, i know she at least freelances and i don't know if she writes for anyone in particular um if she's captive of any company or anything like that but yeah he said what if they all linked up and just started their own show and but also he said like under their own platforms i mean start your own platform like how dope would that be um now a platform is 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 very ambitious not not impossible but it's very ambitious and that would take time so you know but let's say they didn't go under their own platform and let's say they just started a show like the young turks like their own little youtube joint you know what i mean um and so jamel hill actually responded she retweeted it and responded And her response was short and sweet. Four words. You got McDonald's money? That's what her tweet is. That's what her tweet was. So, and we all know what that is. And if you don't know, um, if you're not from the culture, when somebody said you got McDonald's money, they're referring to when you was a kid. And what's, that's what every black mama, grandmama would say. Anytime you ask them to take you to McDonald's, they'll respond to you in the manner of, you got McDonald's money? And then that shuts down all that McDonald's talk. So in in the response, it, it hurts. It hurts, man. It hurts to see Jamel uh, or anybody. I mean, it's not personal. It's just anyone who is extremely talented and extremely successful. Um to not believe in themselves enough to invest in themselves business wise. And this is something like being anyone can be an entrepreneur, to be honest, like as far as what what it when it comes down to starting a business, anyone can start a business. You can register online, get an LLC or corporation. Uh, It'll cost you a little over 100 bucks. And it'll take you all of maybe an hour to do. So you can do that. Uh, And even if you don't register an LLC or register a corporation, um, obviously anyone could go on to YouTube or whatever and just start your platform and start broadcasting yourself. That is one of the great things of the 21st century. And with this Internet age and now that um, 
and, and AI hasn't taken over fully. So like we still have some human input when it comes to starting things online and starting our own businesses and broadcasting ourselves and creating or not creating our own platform, but using those platforms, those free or very inexpensive platforms to broadcast yourself. And so the fact that she would just categorically deny just just joking, like so jokingly, but like definitively say, I ain't got time for that. I, I don't have time to think about my own platform. I don't have time to create my own show. I'm just going to continue working for other people. Because why? Why? Why are we? Why do we? Why do we just stay in that worker mentality, in that worker mode? Because it's pretty easy, right? So we stay in that mentality. We stay in that mode because it was taught to us. It's been modeled to us, uh, especially in the black community, because um, being a business owner and keeping your business <laughs> with all the gentrification and all the all the things that, that have been historically against black folks over the years, like Jim Crow and segregation and all that, and then in integration and now gentrification, all these Asians, <laughs> you know what I mean, that have negatively affected us. Um, that can his that has historically deterred us, but now we are living in an era where it is like the golden era of entrepreneurship because of the internet and the middleman being eliminated, and now you can start your own thing and do whatever you need to do and broadcast yourself in so many different ways. So even with that, in the year of our Lord 2020, um we have extremely successful, highly talented individuals that won't start a business. So when it comes down to entrepreneurship and starting a business, it's not even about money. We have to be honest with ourselves. Starting a business is not about money. Purely and solely. Starting a business is a mindset of believing in yourself. Starting a business is a value system that one has. Right? If you value ownership, then you will start a business. If you value independence, then of course you will start a business. But if you don't value ownership, if you don't value independence, then you will continue to work and feel comfortable and feel justified in that decision. But we have an amazing opportunity at this point in time. And let's not follow other people's decisions. Just because, well, shoot, if Jamel Hill can't start her own stuff, why should I even try? Don't don't let's not let's not fall into those types of mindsets. There's no reason to do that. That's a that's a choice. It is a choice to not take your destiny in your own hands. It is a choice to not invest or even believe in the value of investing in yourself. It's a choice 
to be passive. It's a choice to be driven by fear and lack. You choose that. The opportunity is there. I mean, there are people all down the timeline saying they going they would give their talent, they would give their time. Y'all people that was in radio and TV, hey y'all, I'll, I'll just help y'all out for free just to get this thing off the ground. I would love to see this. Right? It's people in the timeline saying, man, hey, y'all, I would pay good money for that. I've seen people say I'll pay $5 a month. I've seen people say $12. i seen them say $15 a month. They was like, man, if I'm paying $6 for Hulu and and uh, $7 for Disney Plus, I'll gladly play, pay $12 if you guys had your own streaming platform. Just think about that. The technology is there. And even the demand is there. But Jamel Hill, my sister, she won't even consider it. She will jokingly say you got McDonald's money. And people think that's funny. It's jokey jokey, but like, yo, this is life. This is life in America. As black folks in America, we have so much opportunity and we cannot let that go to waste and think. Let let our thoughts be trapped in our circumstance not man circumstances but even our circumstances if you compare it to the rest of the world we have some amazing circumstances so everything is perspective but it's it, it's this one really hit me and it really perplexes me because jamel hill she she was big she always has been big on representation Making sure black people are represented correctly and treated correctly and fairly when it comes to white society or what, what other people would say, the dominant society. And so that was one of her points of contention uh, with ESPN and the fans of ESPN. Like she would call that stuff out. And speak truth to it and they would be big mad. But then there's. But then there is a level of what what do what does she really want? And then let's not just focus solely on Jamel. I mean, she's the she's the springboard for this. But there's so many other folks like her um, that we know personally or just celebrities. Or talking heads, what what do you really want? Like, what is. If if what like what is a win? Is a win just simply getting a good job with someone who treats you nicely? Is that a win for us or is that a win for you? Like all this, you know, I live in Portland, Oregon, if y'all don't know, whitest city in America. Um, and everything I come across, I hear the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion and. Uh, and it's you, you hear that term thrown around so much. And it's like, what's the point? Like, what do what do people really want when they say I want diversity? What do you want? You want to be treated nicer? Is that it? Is that it, though? Like, is that your ultimate goal is to be treated nicer? By the dominant culture. If that's it, if that's all you want. I mean, 
good luck. I mean, because it's really it's really going to come down to luck like that. You can't make people be nice. <laughs> you just kind of have to hope to come across some good hearted people. So that's just a game of chance. Right. Like to work with nice people, it's a game of chance or I'm going to wait and I'm not going to take a job until like this person has been vetted thoroughly. I know somebody like someone refers me to this person that's giving me the job or like that that's hiring. And I have to know the owner and be like, yo, like, all right. Tremaine said you was cool. You cool people like we can do this interview, but let's do coffee. Like, I really want to get to know you before I work with you, if that makes sense. Like, so that I mean, that's a logical approach to taking a job because like it's not just the fact that you have a job is not bad. And I would never tell anyone to flat out quit their job. Just to quit your job, don't do that unless you want to do that, <laughs> you know. Like my guy, Devon Horace, man, he is a boss of a boss and he is a mega entrepreneur and he still has a job. And there's like, why would he quit? There's like, there's no reason to the flexibility that he has with his employer that allows him to continually do whatever he needs to do all over the country, but he can still do his job. It's a beautiful thing. Let somebody else pay your bills. That's a beautiful thing. He could quit at any time, but he doesn't. And that's fine. The fact that he's building. The fact that his his net worth is continually increasing by the moves that he's making. His job doesn't hinder him. That's a blessing. So let me let me get back. I got off track. Um, is this is this what we're fighting for with this diversity, equity and inclusion? Are we fighting to just work with nicer people? part of it right I, I guess that is the fight are we are we fighting um and educating and having all these diversity seminars these two-hour trainings these four-hour trainings every quarter at work that people hate to sit through and don't learn anything and nothing changes and we continue to have them year after year after year have the same conflicts y'all know what i'm talking about is it working? No, it's not working. Of course, it's not working. History has shown it. I don't have to prove it. Right. I don't have to prove to you that these diversity, equity and inclusion trainings aren't working. The change happens when management changes the types of people that you have in management, not the workers getting being nicer. And so. It's just amazing to me that she would not want to take full control of her destiny at this point in her career after working, you know, at the highest levels of corporate America and seeing what it looks like at the top. And I'm referring to Jamel Hill. Um, and, it, you know, she she had high a high level of criticism for Jay-Z for making the deal with the NFL. Um. And as we know, Jay-Z is an entrepreneur and he's always thinking about ownership and equity. And, you know, every move that he makes business wise is a chess move. It's, a, it's, for, it's for the long term, not just for the short term. And so once again, like I said, I don't know if it was this episode or episode I haven't put out yet. But, you know, 
Jay-Z took an L with this move or as far as like the move that he made with the NFL is not the greatest move. He made some he made some bad decisions, some poor decisions, and he's taking an L in the culture, but he hasn't taken a loss in real life. But um, that's neither here nor there. She had a, a lot of criticism for Jay-Z making the move that he did, though, you know, signing, doing the Rock Nation deal with the NFL um, and not just getting a check on Super Bowl Sunday, like when they wanted to give him wanted him to perform and just give them credibility like nah jay-z told them you need me i don't need you and so jay-z said i'm gonna come with leverage and we're gonna make a business deal we're gonna have a partnership i'm not just gonna do a, a one little thing for you and then boom you send me on my on my way nah you're gonna pay me for years me and my employees i'm gonna have multiple people benefiting from this right and so but she criticized him because, you know, she felt like he was betraying Colin Kaepernick and he was betraying the movement X, Y and Z. And then later on this year, it actually happened that Jay-Z was one of the main people behind. He was the main person behind um, setting up a, a workout for Colin Kaepernick for the NFL. And all the GMs uh, were supposed to be there or at least representatives from each all 32 teams were, were supposed to be there and we all know that that didn't work out the way that it was supposed to but he did what he used his influence to try to give cap a chance so all the things that she said against jay-z and that he's the reason why cap you know won't ever get in the nfl like that, that it wasn't true he actually tried to give cap a chance and made made a way for him to come back but it just didn't work out so so you so you're you're mad at the dominant culture, the corporate structure of ESPN or whoever uh, for not allowing you to express yourself freely. You mad at Jay-Z for actually making a business move with ES with uh, the NFL um, to be able to have a seat at the table because some of y'all like when we have a seat at the table, right? So Jay-Z has a seat at the table and his seat allowed him to influence them to give Cap a chance. And if that's what the goal was for most people, then he accomplished that goal as far as getting him a chance to get on, get back on the field. So he, but when it comes to herself, she won't bet on herself. And now we have to look at, look at ourselves, look at ourselves in the mirror. How do we see ourselves? Do we see ourselves as good enough? Do we think we're in we're worth the time and investment? Sometimes we look at starting a business because like when she said, when you got McDonald's money that, you know, that's speaking to the initial outlay, like your initial investment, however much it's going to cost to get things started. Right. That could be a couple hundred dollars. It could be a couple thousand dollars. And. The wrong mindset to have is that of fear and lack in any situation, especially when it comes to business. And so if you have fear and lack, yeah, you're, you're not going to be successful. And, also, and, and when we think about the initial money that it takes to get your business started. The person that you're working for. They put some bread up. 
you know what I mean? Like they put some bread up. But do you see the CEO, the owner of your successful thriving corporation? Do you see them mad about however much money they had to put up 10, 15, 20 years ago to get their business started? No, they're happy. They're living life. They're loving life. They're loving the situation that they're in. They're loving the risk that they took. Was it easy? No, it's ne- it's never going to be easy. It's not going to be easy working for somebody that doesn't like you. And it's not going to be easy starting your own business and and maybe not making as much money or not having as much available money to you as you would if, if you had a job. Yeah, it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. But that's a part of life, man. You got to You have you're going to do uncomfortable work one way or the other. Is that uncomfortable work going to be on somebody else's clock under somebody else's watch? Is, is someone else going to have the final word and say on the type of work that you do and how often you do it? Or are you going to have the final say? Are you going to continue to complain about the results that you're not getting from those that who have his, historically been lording over you? Is that is that the, the life that you want to live? I don't I don't think you want to live that life. But a lot of times we don't get out that cycle of even starting side hustling. You can side hustle your way to become your main hustle. You got talent. You got so much talent and you know you talented. So your talent isn't stopping you. It's the fear. It's the fear of failure. It's having. It's having an improper attitude towards investing. You have a fear you're not going to get a return on your investment. You have a fear of being uncomfortable. You're living in the past. You've given up so many times in the past. You just assume that why even try? Because I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to quit anyway. But guess what, man? Life doesn't have to be that way. Like it really doesn't. There are there are many people living the lives that they want. Ownership and production is always greater than being an employee and a consumer. If You can own and produce. That position. In this world will always be better than that of being an employee or a consumer. Long-term generational wealth should be the goal for everybody. We should always think and feel greater than our circumstances. Always. We we, We can't allow ourselves to be trapped in our circumstances. And even though we're not where we wanna be, we should always be grateful for the life that we have because every day is an opportunity to build a better life. Every day is an opportunity to build and leave a legacy for your family. The opportunity to influence those and 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 there are people that are looking to you to be influenced. And then you could send a, a chain of events of those people not going after their dreams and their goals because they seen you quit as in those that are closest to you family and friends if you're a parent your children 
So with all that said, man, failure is an illusion. It really is. It's all, it's all about perspective. And in, in my perspective, failure is an illusion. There are no losses if you keep working, only lessons. The true failure that exists is when you give up on yourself. That's true failure. So in all that you do, keep going. Don't stop, just readjust, reposition, re-strategize, and let's get it, man. If y'all got any questions, wanna keep this conversation going, hit me up on Twitter, at SXSNDLS, or search Socks and Sandals Podcast. Um, hit me on Instagram, at Socks and Sandals Podcast. And I wanna leave y'all with this, man. Be authentic, lead with love, own and control your economic affairs. Invest, acquire skills, manifest constructively, think, speak, and act in abundance. Do uncomfortable work, surrender the outcome, declutter, stay true, and never fall. Once again, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Highlight y'all next week. Grace and peace. Peace.